Hey, just a heads up before we start the podcast, this episode contains spoilers. Welcome to Carl and Gabe Go to the Movies, a podcast about the movies of A24. The best type of movies. You just heard him. That's Carl. He's the newest member of TIFF. Against my will. Against your will. Well, you know. I, you know what's the worst part is that we got the memberships and then two days later I got uh, an email from them like, discount on memberships. And I was like, oh. The day of a reply? Did we get yeah, a- I, res- I responded to them. I was like, can you give me uh, like the, the discount? Because I just bought it. And they just replied, discounts have to be applied at purchase point. And then it's just like, oh. And then they, they said, the worst part was that they sent me like an eight-part like screenshot instructions of how to apply a promo code. And I'm like... Listen, I know how to apply a promo code. I just there wasn't one available when I bought them two days ago. But you know, whatever. Next now now I know next time, don't buy a TIFF membership until the discounts drop in in uh, March and April. But anyway, besides that, yeah, my favorite part about that whole situation was when you got up and said, "Hey, Carl, you owe me a hundred dollars." I did. First of all, didn't say that. I'm I like, said, why do I owe you $100? I said, well, I just bought you a membership. Like, I didn't ask for this. First of all, <laughs> I didn't want this. First of all, it wasn't $100 each. It was $70 each. Secondly, I told you you could pay me back whenever you wanted. I already paid you back. Yeah, but I said you could pay me back whenever you wanted. And I did it immediately because of the You could have waited until you were 80 years old on your deathbed and paid me back then. The problem was I never asked for you to buy it for me. <laughs> you, <laughs> said, you said the day before that. I'd really like to go to TIFF this year. That would be really fun. Yeah, and pay absorbent mounts for the tickets, not for a membership. <laughs> well, you, that's the thing is that you, to be able to get the tickets, you probably need a membership. Anyway, we don't need to talk about this. We are here to talk about A24. People want us to fight. We've been told this by our friends. They <laughs> no, want us to fight. No one wants us to fight. And we're going to fight. We're going to fist fight, and then we're going we're gonna to record it. And we're gonna. We're that's gonna, gonna be our first. Like when we make a YouTube channel for the podcast, that's gonna yeah. be the first. Do the bone upload. saw. Do the bone saw right now. Oh no! <laughs> You're not ready. Yeah. See, bone saw was ready. You were. <laughs> this, you know, I have to like switch between the. Uh, here, here's gonna be. Here's gonna be my reasoning for for why we fight. He totally besmirched me today, and I demand satisfaction from him. Oh, you did an Always Sunny reference. Yeah, that's right. Oh. That's not even a movie reference. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, you did besmirch me many times <laughs> in our friendship, and I demand satisfaction, sir. Demand satisfaction. All right, so we're here to talk about the movies of A24. Um, A24, I think probably anyone who deeply loves movies is, you know, loves A24. Yeah. I think that amongst... Oh. This is just funny because we in the new house we've been sitting kind of across or side by side doing these podcasts. Yeah, and Gabe just moved his chair like to the other side to stare directly at in my eyes during these podcasts. <laughs> well, it's, it's you, very loving gesture. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, it, first of all, it provides me with more table space so that I can hit sure. these awesome sound drops. It's not because you don't want to look in these deep blues. Well, and it was the other thing too was that it, it just it's easier when you like are able to look at someone yeah because you kept talking to, to me and moving your face away from the microphone like it, and, it, and then i had to yell at you yeah you yelled at me but then when you listen back to the podcast it's not really even that noticeable that i'm looking <laughs> away from the mic. and it's actually me who's worse <laughs> <laughs> you talking get away from the microphone yeah um Bones, uh. 
Okay, but a, back to A24 again. I'll, I'm going to keep trying to get this podcast back on the rails. It's off the rails, man. I, I, think, I think that among maybe, you know, less hardcore movie fans, maybe A24, maybe if they aren't even familiar with A24, it kind of, they find it kind of off-putting that their, that their movies kind of... We forgot to do a list. What? Well, maybe you did, but I did not do a favorite A24 list. Favorite A24 list? Yeah. We should not. Why didn't we think of that? That's a great idea. Let's, I'm we looking can do at that on a later podcast. No, we should do it in right now. Go on Google and look it up. <laughs> well, there's a few really good ones that I haven't seen yet. Like well, the every Florida, year. Like the Florida Project. I haven't watched that it's one not yet. A, so. It's not the best. No? It's good. It's good. Like I, I'd, I'd like to see you know, a lot of them. But I mean, so. Lady Bird. I mean, yeah, that's probably number one for me. Um, There's a lot. I mean, every year they come out with like Green Knight was yeah, the Green Knight just alone, Uncut Gems, oh yeah, um, Uncut Gems, yeah, Midsummer, and and that's the thing. Is Green Room? Have you seen Green Room? No, I haven't yet. Yeah, that's so one. that's another one that I'd like to see before I come out with a definitive A24 best list. Um, but I think we have to watch every movie they released. Have you watched the uh, Ghost Story? No, I haven't watched that that's one yet either. Yeah, one. yeah. And we saw Come On, Come On. That was a recent yeah, one yeah. by them. So that's the thing. Was that I was going to say that some people criticize A24 movies for being kind of similar in in uh, in a way, right? Like, the, especially, you know, their horror movies are going to be more auteur horror movies, right? They're going to be, you know, like The Lighthouse, The Witch, the you know. Ghost Story. Uh, it's not really a horror movie. Exactly, they're gonna scary. You know, they're they're not gonna be concept. straight up horror movies. But then we get a horror movie from A twenty four, like X, which we're gonna talk about today. Which oh, it comes at night was A twenty four. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not looking. <laughs> He's at gonna keep listing A twenty four movies, or do you want to? This is entire like podcast is gonna be going he, ooh. It's like that's like a Bill Burr's podcast where he just starts like listing NHL teams that won the championship in the yeah, 70s. Like, <laughs> like, and then he just starts listing the players that were on that team. Oh, yeah, he's a good player. Good player. Yeah, he was on that team. He was a great player. Oh, yeah, <laughs> tough guy. Oh, yeah, and he also played for the Bruins, too, in that 84 cup run. That like, guy could have played in the NFL. That's what he would do. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, let's, let's talk about X first since we're talking about the horror movies of A24 a little bit. Okay. Um, here, I'll give you the synopsis. A group of actors sets out to make an adult film in rural Texas under the noses of their recluse hosts. But after the elderly couple catches the young guests in the act, the cast finds themselves in a desperate fight for their lives. What Ooh. did you think of this movie, Carl? I, it wasn't um, your typical 24 horror film. It was much more of a traditional... Well. I think it's very much an ode to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. and like that type of 70s horror movie. I thought the uh, the in the trailers, I thought the old lady was going to be a little bit more crazy. Like she was obviously crazy, right? But I thought she would be a little bit more like supernatural or something. Like right, and she just ended up being a crazy old lady. She was just yeah, very sexually deprived. You know what it reminded me of was um, Sunset Boulevard. Have you ever seen that movie? I think it's nineteen fifty. Um. Um, it's a it's a movie about an old Hollywood actress who's very vain, and she she's trying to recapture when she was a star right she wants people to pay attention to her but no one she lives in this abandoned house by herself now so it's basically it's what i envision for you when i leave yeah. you'll just you'll just live in an old house somewhere yeah i'm very vain i'm you're, you're I'm already going to start a, a cat collection now we're talking about getting a yeah. cat i'm never going to be able to get over how handsome i once was when i lose my looks <laughs> yeah and you're going to go on a murderous murder 
for great, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least one. Yeah, someone, someone's, you know, drowning in the pool. At least. No, I, I definitely thought <laughs> watching the trailer and and a twenty four's history, I thought it was going to be um, kind of a creepier, like disconcerting movie. Kinda yeah, like yeah, that's their like MO. when you left the when we left the light when I left. I don't know if I saw Lighthouse with you, uh huh, or Trev. No, you saw it with Trevor. One is when we left, we were both like, we we just didn't. I didn't know where I was anymore. It was such a. It gave you such a weird experience, right? Yeah, I felt like I was hypnotized when I yeah. left the lighthouse. Where this movie was just more of a traditional slash. Now there was some cool, interesting parts and, um, good acting, and it was a good slasher. Like if in the if you're rating slashers, yeah. this is a high quality slasher. Yeah, there's some good kills. For as far as the slasher you know. can get. This yeah. is the top of the line for a slasher. Like compared to like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake that they just released on mm-hmm. Netflix, that movie sucks. Well, I think that what this movie did really well was that it made Ty West really made you care about the characters. By the way, this is Ty West's first movie that he's directed in like eight years or something like that. He's been doing a lot of TV. Um, he hasn't acted since. Sorry, who? Ty West, the director. Ty West. He hasn't acted since Drinking Buddies in 2013. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh um, wow. Yeah, great, great. Uh, sorry, where was I going with that? I don't uh, know. You, oh, lost, yeah, he you even you, lost me. He, ma- he makes you care about the characters, right? He gives you their whole, well, not their whole life backstory, but he gives you a lot of their lives backstory. He, you know, the, the characters have a lot of positive interaction with each other, some negative interaction with each other, and it makes you, it really sucks you into their world of, you know, they're trying to become stars in the adult film industry, right? And that's another thing too. This movie is not, <laughs> this movie's not only an ode to the 70, 70s horror movies, but seventies adult films, right? These are two um genres that allowed a lot of filmmakers that, you know, didn't have the chance within the Hollywood system to really work on their craft, right? Directors like F- Francis Ford Coppola started out doing adult pictures like this, right? right? These what they call them uh, snuff movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, T- the type of movies that uh, played in uh, grindhouse theaters. Right, and like it, even the even the uh, the kid shooting this movie, sorry, the kid in the movie shooting the porno. Yeah, was talking about that. Like this is going to be more than just a porno. It's going to be. He's trying to make art. It's trying to make art, right? And his girlfriend disagrees and ends up <laughs> in the porno, which was fun. <laughs> um, Maya Goth was really good in this. She's great. And um, in in both the roles she plays, right? She's also playing the old lady too. Oh, is that Maya Goth? Yeah, it's I crazy. did not know that. I know, I didn't realize it until when did you find too. that out? Uh, when I listened to an interview with Ty West after oh, the, uh, she was really good. Then yeah, how did they pull off the whole s- her sleeping with herself? I, I, I guess just you know doubles body. That doubles. was so uncomfortable. Yeah, crazy. Oh my god! Now I'm kind of in- into the old lady though. Now that I know that's Maya Goth. Yeah, and so I don't know if you heard this too, but this is just. Um, they, they had they made this movie in New Zealand, right? It, they very convincingly made it look like Texas, but because of the pandemic and all the restrictions at the time when they shot this, Ty West said, "You know, if we want to make this right, send me to New Zealand, right?" Because they had the strict lockdown, right? They had to sit in a hotel for two weeks before they could start making the movie, and they used a lot of uh, crew in New Zealand, so they were locked down in the hotel for two weeks. So he just thought. Why don't I just write a prequel for this? And so him and Mia Goth like wrote a prequel to this movie together. And so they also shot that when they made this movie. So wait, the, can I, I can't say Maya. 
Is it? Is it? You have to say. I don't me. know if it's Mia or Maya Goth. I'm. I'm pretty sure. It's I just Mia. read it as Maya, but it could be Mia. I think it's Mia, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure about that. But anyway, so they shot the prequel for it, and the prequel actually comes out this November. <laughs> she reminds me. Her old grandma reminds me of your ex girlfriend. My ex girlfriend. Yeah, like she's about the same age. Oh, okay, it's a lot a of joke. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't think I've ever dated anyone who looked like the, me. In your head, you were scanning all the girls you've been with, going like, I don't know if I've ever been with a girl that old. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I didn't understand what you were saying. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Mia Goth. I was like, I don't think I've I, dated any girls who look like that. That would be a lucky time. Like you should have never yeah, let sh- that one go. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was fun. It was gory. Um, why are old people so creepy? <laughs> that like because this one and what was the other one that the old people are really creepy and um the one with like they the, the grandkids go visit their grandparents but it's not actually their grandparents i don't know never seen that one sounds, they, sounds like the plot of red riding hood <laughs> what yeah i guess no like the 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 kids go to see their mom is separated from the grandparents she hasn't seen them in a long time the kids have don't remember them and they connect and then they organize a trip and then they're going to stay at their grandparents for like a week or two or whatever Turns out the grandparents were murdered, and the two people saying the old people at the house are actually from a crazy home. Oh, I no, no, you've never I, seen that. No, I've never seen oh, was whatever. It's it called movie. the house, or okay, you it, it was out a few years ago, but it was just really creepy. The you know the old woman has dementia, I guess, uh-huh. or something, and she cha- she keeps talking about like the little the girls in the oven cleaning the oven, and she's like, no, go in deeper, go in, go in a little deeper. You gotta get you gotta get in there. So she goes, and then she closes the oven oh. on her. Like, you never seen that? <laughs> no, I haven't seen. Okay, because you you don't really like horror movies. No, I'm not a huge horror movie. Sorry, this fan. one's called The Visitor. Was it called The Visitors? No, I'm just gonna bother me. Okay. Yeah, but why are old people so creepy? I <laughs> I don't know because you mostly expect them to be nice, so it's off putting when they're not. I I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, it was called The Visit, and it came out in 2015. Okay, there you go. I would say this one was better. Like X is better. Okay. But the visit's fun. Like it's also yeah. well done and creepy. Um, let's talk about some of the performances. Um, we already talked about Mia Goth being really good. Uh, Jenna Ortega, you kind of talked about her a little bit being the the guy who's uh, filming the, the uh, movies. Yeah. What, she's best known for being a Disney child uh, actor, but now she's kind of become one of our preeminent sque- scream queens in the last Oh, she few was years. in Scream? She was in Scream. And uh, yeah, uh, oh, she, she was in some Netflix horror shows too. I, she was I, in I the believe. Fallout, but I don't know if I've ever seen that from last year. Kind of looks like oh, she was in the Babysitter. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's she's uh, all in on on doing horror now. It's kind of an interesting angle coming off being a yeah. Child star. I thought she was better in Scream just because she probably had a bigger role, maybe. Right. Yeah. She was good in this though, but kind of a dumb character in a little bit in a, in a way like yeah she's very naive like the way that character. she gets killed i was like ah oh, come on because i kind of <laughs> wanted her and uh, maxine minx which is uh, <laughs> may god to survive yeah um and i loved um martin henderson as wayne gilroy who he was he was very much um i was gonna say he's doing a matthew mcconaughey yeah, I was impression. Gonna say, he, he, <laughs> at the beginning of the movie i thought for a sec like for good like half a, a couple seconds whatever I, I was like is that matthew mcconaughey yeah he's doing yeah the the one when they're walking when the old guy's going to like show them the guest house where they're going to be staying when the old guy like started like struggling i was like i guarantee he's about to call him old timer right now yeah and then he's oh, like, and he was really you okay good there too. old timer steven yuri hmm. you're i'm not really sure how you 
how you say his name, but he was really, really good. Like to pull off a creepy old man like that and yeah. to look so gross. And he's in a lot of horror movies. Deathgasm, Perfect Creature. I guess he plays creatures a lot. Uh, oh, okay. That's kind of, of interesting. Of yeah. Yeah. Look. Oh, he was. He, oh, my God. He was the. Um, he was the orc who uh, who asked to kill Merry and Pippin. Look. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, <laughs> oh, that's like the, one of the ugliest orcs yeah. in Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God. Too. That's amazing. I love this guy already. No, he was that's really funny. good, too. Actually, you know, the acting in general, it's A24, so you'd expect. Brittany Snow, too. Really interesting of her to do a horror movie like this, right? She's best known for, you know, the Pitch Perfect movies. And oh, other stuff like you know, that. I couldn't put my finger on who she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, So okay. this was yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of an interesting departure for her. But she does still get to sing. She does that great. It's probably my favorite part of the movie. Oh, she's been on TV a lot because uh, yeah. Nip Tuck. Yeah. Bunch of shows. Okay, uh, see, I, w- I knew I recognized her, uh-huh. but I wasn't, like, sure from, like, where exactly. Yeah. So I've uh, seen her in places. But all the actors in this were decent, like, yeah. so kind of an interesting... Um, uh, group of uh, actors to put in a movie, and then yeah. Kid Cudi was actually yeah. pretty pretty good. And yeah, so I was going to say that that scene where he plays the guitar and she sings "Landslide," that was my favorite part of the movie. Is just a, a montage of the characters kind of chilling out, sitting around, and that's kind of the turning point of the movie, right? Yeah, it goes from being you know setting up their whole backstory and what they're there doing. She sings landslide and it's just great piece. It was a moment. really well done version too. I thought. Yeah, it was great, and you know the the montage is great, really well edited. Oh. All the characters, including like the evil old people, are just like sitting there staring out the window serenely. You know. Yeah. The, the rest of them are just chilling after a hard day's work shooting an adult film, and then just after that scene, everything just hits the fan from there. Um, one of my favorite scenes was um. When Kid Cudi's character um, gets up at night to answer the door, and he opens the door, and then it, it's just a silhouette, but you see his dick. And it's just <laughs> flat, and it's massive. It's like it's a just, foot long. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it was such a good because so like it, you, you it never it's really, subtle because it's just his silhouette standing in the doorway. But you just right? and see it, and it's a sh- and it's shot from a far distance because the old man isn't really that close to the door. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was really well done. It was like a. It was almost like as good as um, what they did in, um, oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know. The end of... Uh, oh, Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights, yeah. <laughs> it's like almost like you're not expecting because you don't see it the whole movie. And then boom, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it was really... I, I thought it was it was done clever. It was funny. It was a good scene. So what did you give this movie out of four or out of five? I don't think I actually ended up rating it on the app or anything, but I, I, I know my score. I would have... I think I... Was somewhere I think I would settled on three point five, but it would have gotten somewhere like three point seven if we were allowed to uh, score movies properly. <laughs> I gave it a three point five, and I'd say it's solidly uh, a three point five for me. Um, yeah, just it was good. the 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 slasher part was just kind of you know it's it's kind of stock slasher, right? So you know it's the not, kills were creative. Yeah, but I don't and know. Fun. It just, I really really dug the first you know two thirds of this movie. Can half. you say fun for kills? Fun? Yeah, were they fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. They were fun. For sure. They were creative. Interesting. Lots of, lots of stabby stabs. <laughs> lots of stabby stabby. Um, okay, so let's talk about um, everything, everywhere, all at once next. But first, uh, commercial break. All right, let's talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, I'll give the synopsis. 
When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as a as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. It's a lot of adjectives in that description. Yeah, it made it really that, hard to read. I was reading that along with you. I'm, like, I'm happy I don't read these. <laughs> like interdimensional, so newfound, bizarro, bewildering. <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once is very aptly named. It's written by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner, known as the Daniels, who are most famous for writing Swiss Army Man. And directing, what a weird movie. And directing music. That was A24, I believe. Yeah, they're, they're all the A24. That's why yeah. we're talking about them all on the same podcast. Huh? No, no, what I mean is Swiss Army oh, Swiss Man. Army yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I didn't. Well, I know I didn't this is the A24 up. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also directed the, they're famous for directing the Turn Down for What music video, the Little John song oh, no. that plays <laughs> at every sporting event ever. Um, I have them to blame. So. I thought this movie was really, really, really funny. It's one of the funnier movies I've seen in the theater in a very long time. Honestly, I haven't laughed that hard in the theater since probably The Hangover. Yeah. Or or even Step Brothers. I don't even know, but <laughs> it's been a long time since I've like I found a movie hilarious. Yeah. It's it's really funny. Um I think I, I don't want to sound like I'm ragging on this movie be, just because I loved it. I, I really love this movie. But I think a lot of people are maybe over uh, over uh, hyping this movie and maybe exaggerating how emotionally deep this movie is. Um, you know, it's it, it's done in a way, though, that like you can go from laughing in one scene to uh-huh. tears in your eyes in another scene. So, right. It has a lot of range. It's kind of like um, Jojo Rabbit. Actually, I should say Jojo Rabbit was probably one of the funniest movies I've seen in the last long time yeah, as well. Yeah, that movie's really, really And that funny. movie did that really well too, where it walked the line between uh, being very emotional and dark. Right. And also being hilarious. But I'd say Jojo is dealing with, with much d- darker subject matter. Oh, yeah. I know I know that the, like, the, the universe could come to an end in this movie, but... The stakes are so big that they're not real. Well, still they're not really Hitler. They're not real. Yeah, exactly. These was it, Jojo Rabbit a twenty four? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Anyway, sorry. Um, but this the stakes are so grand in this movie that you know it's not it's not realistic, right? That, right. Or maybe it is, but not that we know of that you know someone bad enough could end every multiverse at once, right? But so. I think that it, it 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 really wants to go in for hugs at all times. It really wants to feel really good, right? And I think that it ends up feeling like it has about like the movie is ending for like the last forty minutes because the last forty minutes is just the family just kind of making up and having kind of a love fest over and over again, right? Like, no, I love you. Like, you know, no matter you know if I tell you that you look fat it's out of love and like stuff like that right yeah i i did feel like i didn't understand why the daughter was so like bad like you know why like her parents didn't seem like awful people her dad seemed very very loving yeah the mother was doubting or how do you say that uh dotting right and yeah but like in a in a helicopter parent yeah 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 
but it wouldn't it didn't seem to me like someone would be so you know badly treated like by good parents that they had they ended up want to destroy the world if they had the chance like <laughs> i thought it was a little like but it was fun yeah that's the thing it's a very crowd pleasing movie right but it, you know it's it's a feel good you know comedy right but right now it's rated number 1 all time on letterboxd is it actually it's the number 1 movie all time okay well which yeah. just like like it's good, but it's, it's not, not. Well, and, it's not and, the greatest movie of all time. It's not even top one hundred all time. Even like uh, it's, it's you know, it could sneak into the top one hundred maybe. I don't know. It'd, have to, it'd be hard. It definitely wouldn't get past like eighty. You could sneak it in. I think. I mean, compared to, like so if I look at if I look at some of the movies I have in my, you know, from like eighty to one hundred, it it could definitely sneak in there if if I wanted to replace an, another movie. But it wouldn't be in the top 50 or anything. We're at like 100 years of cinema right now. And, you know, this movie's like a good, feel-good kind of superhero Yeah, but you also movie. watch movies that no one else watches like today. And you rate movies like really old movies, like German movies and French movies. And you're right. like, this was a five-star movie. <laughs> I don't like, know if I have it. Uh, I guess I have, some of, I have some of Igmar Bergman's movies at five stars, so... Yeah, you know, Swedish film. Like I don't have, I wouldn't have. Had, if someone was to put make a hundred, you know, best movies of all time, like their hundred favorite, there's gonna be a lot of like some people are gonna have Spawn, and you know, like like not like you because you watch so many movies. People are gonna have like thirty of the thirty of the hundred and eighty million Marvel movies in their top hundred. And I saw someone posted on Twitter the other day. They're like, my favorite thing about Letterbox is the chaos that people have in their favorite movies on their page, and it was someone who had. Willy Wonka, Shazam. Well, that's what I'm saying. Pacific Rim. Oh <laughs> my god! It was like this. This doesn't even make sense. Pacific Rim <laughs> probably isn't even in my like top 800 movies. <laughs> I'll give this to Pacific Rim. It's it's a cool concept. Whether or not it follows through on literally anything it's trying to do, maybe not. But it's a cool idea to have giant robots fighting giant. My aliens. point is, it was already done by Godzilla the 50 years before. <laughs> my point is on an average regular person's hundred list this is i could see this being a top 100 film but not right. not number one, like like uh the rotten tomatoes has it at 97 like the critics have it 97 percent. that's ridiculous like it's far from a perfect film yeah well like the story is the story is a tearjerker only because they 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 like push it so hard exactly i think that this movie is as wide as an ocean right it's doing it's doing so much all at once it's got you know 20 different plots going on at the same time but i'd say i wouldn't say it's as deep as a puddle but maybe like a small you know pond or something like that where there's there's not a ton of emotional depth to grab onto here but it's i think really really fun i think you're underselling the emotional depth i mean maybe i am i think you are a little bit you're not a very sentimental person so i think it just went over your head i just don't know if it really earns that sentimentality with you know like you kind of as you as you said like i don't really understand why this girl hates her parents so much you know maybe me i could understand being really frustrated with them right especially the way her mom refuses to tell her old grandfather that she's gay right that, sorry, that her daughter's gay, right? They don't because, want the grandfather to have a heart attack. Well, yeah, but I mean, the the question is, like, you know, that's not the right thing to do, right? You know, it's a, it's a legendary James Hong too. Yeah, he's such a good actor. Yeah, and and uh, oh, I 
let, let's just jump to this now. Kihei Kwan, his return to acting. I he, didn't know. Yeah, he, he he hasn't really been in anything, you know, for the last twenty years, right? You know, f- famous for um, uh, the Goonies, right? Oh my God, that's him. That's the Goon. Um, yeah. So he, that's a Goonies kit. That's a Goonies Chinese Asian. Yeah, guy. Data, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my so, God, I did not know that. Yeah, and he was in Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, uh, Mr. Jones. Yeah. Yeah, and so. You know, but Poor he, guy. he hasn't been he hasn't acted in twenty years. He's just been, you know, directing and stuff like that. He's really good in this. He's fantastic in he this. He so, pulls off the martial arts. I honestly like he looks like Jackie Chan in that scene so much. And, I started questioning, is that Jack I'm like, is that not is that Jackie Chan? And here's the crazy thing about this. Like this guy, you know, hasn't been in anything for twenty years and he gets to do <laughs> So much in this role, he gets to be an action hero. He gets to be the loving, caring, soft dad, right? He—he's basically the hero of the movie. Yeah, he, and he—I yeah. I think he's by far the best part of the movie. So here, we, let me just tell you what happened. So he's quit because he realized, you know, his whole career was just people casting him in, like, in you know, some semi to overtly problematic stereotypes of of Asian people, right? So he, he just kind of got sick of it that these were the only roles available for him in Hollywood. And but then he saw crazy rich Asians and he got FOMO. He was like, there's good there's good roles to be had out there now, right? So then he got back into it, tried out for this movie, got it, and this this was the first thing he did back. It's crazy how good he is still. I would like to just talk about how amazing the uh the fight scenes are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're so similar to Jackie Chan movies. Yeah, with like the usage usage of props. Uh, yeah, very influenced by very Hong Kong funny, cinema. Um, amazing choreography, mm-hmm. just entertaining fighting, like hilarious. Yeah, um, and that's kind of it, it, it. It was fun because there hasn't been a more Jackie Chan movie than this movie since <laughs> like, you know, I don't know and. It's just nice to see on screen. I, I miss those. Yeah, I mean, well, it was just pure entertainment. In, in his first fight, his main weapon is his fanny pack, which right? is so he funny. He takes off his fanny pack and he's using it like to whip people in the face, and he's putting heavy things in it to hit them with. It's so hilarious. The, to the watch. scene where they uh, they're trying to so in the movie they have to um, do something weird to to get into another multiverse, like uh, um, oh, connect yeah. with. So they <laughs> have to do something like too. odd, like you know, lick something or. And then there's one scene that they decide they need to stick something up their butt to learn <laughs> how to fight. So the, their characters are trying to jump onto a, like an award, like a pointy award. Yeah, so. it's an award that looks like a butt plug. <laughs> so. As soon as you see it on the desk, you're like, oh my God, that's not an award. That's just a butt plug on a plaque. Like that's it was so, so funny. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie Lee, Cur- I have to, oh, sure. First, okay. Why don't you tell me who, who stood out to you? Oh, I already kind of talked about him. Yeah. You can talk about Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I think we should also give props to uh, Michelle. Uh, Michelle Yeoh? Yeah, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. She was fabulous as always. Yeah. Um, Jamie sure. Lee Curtis stole the show for me, though. Yeah. <laughs> she was so funny in this. <laughs> I really loved I really loved the, the multiverse where Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis were lesbians with hot dog fingers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god it's so gross so ketchup good. and mustard it's, comes out it was like an art house like a romance film but they, <laughs> they just have hot dogs for fingers 
<laughs> makes life so much harder. So great. My favorite multiverse, though, was Ra- the Rakakuni oh. multiverse. And voiced by Randy Newman, Rakakuni. So yeah. it's, just, it's just a perfect, hilarious ode to Pixar uh, movies. It's just hilarious and fantastic. Yeah, the the uh, connections of all, I, and I like how they didn't go overboard with the multiverses. Like they kind of stuck to a handful of them mostly, right, right? Yeah, which was nice because then you don't get. Oh, it, it was a lot, but you don't. It's not too too much. Mm-hmm. So, and then some of the ones they chose were so funny, and yeah. like almost like their own side stories. Like nothing really even that relatable to the That's, to the movie itself. Which yeah. was, but I thought I, I liked that. That was fun. I could see maybe some people kind of feel overloaded. Might feel overloaded by just the sheer amount of stories that are going on at the same time. It's. It's a lot, but a lot of them are very simple and fun, right? That's the thing where, you know, I'm saying a lot of this movie doesn't have a ton of emotional depth. It kind of sacrifices that right. for how hilarious it is, and it is so funny. Oh, Jenna Slate. Oh, yeah, Jenny Slate. She plays like a perfect... She like, plays Big Nose in this movie. That's the name <laughs> of her character is Big Nose. She plays like the perfect Valley Girl style character. Jenny Slate is one of my favorite actors. We didn't... We never talked about um, uh, what, what's the movie with her and Charlie Day that... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the comedy. I Want was, You Back. That was uh, funny, too. I Want You Back was a really good... It's really Charlie solid. Charlie Day, I think, wrote and directed that. Yeah, really solid, just standard rom-com that you don't get enough of anymore. Just like a good quality, mid-budget rom-com. Yeah, and Charlie Day was really good in it. And I, I'm just checking. Sorry, I want to see if he wrote it. Um. Because I remember, because I listened to the to the it's Always Sunny podcast, mm-hmm. and he was talking about it. Sorry, he didn't he didn't write it or direct it. He's just in it. Okay, but <laughs> they were talking about it. He was really good in it. So he was. She. He was. And yeah, I love Jenny Slate and everything. I mean that that movie, uh, I want you back, is basically just a movie about how not enough people realize how hot Jenny Slate is, and I <laughs> I fully agree. Yeah, she's she's cute. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. I what did you give it? I gave everything everywhere all at once four stars. I, I, I went four. I was debating between three and a half and four. And I thought it was strong enough to get a four because of the laughs. Yeah. I didn't think it was a perfect movie. I thought it was a little too long. Like you said, I, I felt the there was too many endings, although they wanted to close off well, that's m- a thing. multiverses. So yeah. so yeah, I'm happy they did that in a way because I'd rather a movie be longer and get like a payoff than shorter just so that, you know. But it could have been a little shorter. Um. Oh, yeah. Remember when they were rocks? That was funny, too. <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. And just this, they're rocks and there's just what subtitles. Are, what are we supposed to do? Nothing. We're rocks. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to start moving and they're like, no, stop moving. You're supposed to be a rock. <laughs> yeah, it was clever. It's actually a multiverse. It's even more. It's more clever than the uh, Marvel multiverse. Oh, for sure. I'd say so. But, you know. The Marvel's a little, you know, trying to take itself a little bit more seriously than that, and well, also that's kind of what they, what the uh, Daniels were trying to do with this movie, right? They were, you know, they they were talking, and one day, and just like, what would what would we do if you know someone asked us to make a Marvel movie, and then they kind of started throwing ideas back and forth, and that's where this movie came from. Yeah, no, and I'm happy they had. Um, it's a positive movie, and. It's not, it was fun. It was unique, fun. That's the kind of thing I like about. Although it's only made twenty four point five million at the box, which kind of actually 
Well, that's the thing. This movie cost about 20 to $25 million to make. This movie, you know, it's broken even now, but it's like... I just wish... For that- such a crowd... Like, this, is a, this movie is aimed at being a crowd pleaser, right? And it's not really finding its audience yet. The audience that finds it loves it, apparently. it's And the marketing was good. I saw it everywhere. Yeah? So, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, because it's not Marvel, and people only go see Marvel movies. Like, Yeah. I just It drives me nuts. Well, like, these a- are the kind of movies that we're going to lose unless people freaking go see them. Instead of going seeing Spider-Man eight times, go see Spider-Man one time and go see eight other good A24 movies, the eight, this, or seven, <laughs> uh, seven other well, A24 movies. I'm happy that it's at least going to make its money back. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned for that for The Northman, which think we'll talk about yeah that this is what i I just uh well i'm a little bit concerned for that movie that it's not gonna make its money back but i i I really hope it does because that's that's a really good movie um but i think that you know we kind of talk about sometimes how there's maybe not enough space for original uh content in in the world with you know how much marvel movies eat up at the box office, right? That's kind of um, sucking away from from everything else. But mm-hmm. there's been a lot of original content this year. I mean, after you get past, you know, Batman, Uncharted. I mean, Uncharted's a new film franchise, but it's based on an existing IP, right? You also, get- it. I mean, I didn't see it. You saw it, so I can't say it was bad. But it just, it, I, it just seems like it would be bad. Uncharted, yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> but I mean, you get you get to like number ten at the box office this year. Death on the Nile, number eleven, The Lost City. Like I like that one. The The Lost City. That's we hadn't talked about that one yet. That's just kind of a goofy romantic comedy with you know a lot. Yeah, of, it was fun. A lot of dick jokes and <laughs> and but you know it, it it did extremely well and it proves that you know Channing Tatum is and Sandra Bullock are still movie stars and people will. Get out there to well, the theater to see movie stars. Dog's number 15 at the box office. Also another Channing Tatum movie. And I thought Dog was decent as well. It was fun. Yeah. You know, I just feel like a lot of people who say they're f- movie fans aren't really movie fans. They're Marvel fans. <laughs> or they're superhero movie fans or whatever you want to call them. Right. I just find it frustrating. It's like there's other things in this world besides Spider-Man and, you know, Doctor whatever and... <laughs> Dr. Michael Morbius. Oh Mor- my god. Morbius, Morbius actually did. Morbius up. wasn't even a movie, it was just pure torture. <laughs> it was like being waterboarded visually. You know what I mean? And you just and you're yeah, just wait, sitting there. We should, we, wait, we should actually just talk about Morbius for just a quick second. This movie is I like I saw this movie like I don't know, like when did we see it? Like two and a half, three weeks oh ago. Oh god. I don't I, even I don't think I could tell you like a single thing about Morbius and I sat there watching it the whole time. I don't think it I matters. There's I didn't nothing move. to say about Morbius. Exactly. It's, I, I it's one of those movies that you I said on my letterbox review, you you won't forget it. Your brain won't even absorb it while it's happening. It's so vapid. There's nothing happening. It was the only movie where I was like, I can't wait till I have to pee. So that I can, you know what I mean, like, so I can. Get I hope up I and, have to pee so that I can get up and not watch this. I was literally, I literally went to the bathroom <laughs> and then was walking back, and I'm like, "Hey, I can check my phone. I don't care if I come back." And I, won't and I sat down anything. and I didn't say, "What did I miss?" <laughs> I was like, "I'm happy I missed a lot." And surprisingly, they didn't miss anything because nothing happened. All right, so Morbius was. It was so bad that 
I was obsessed with how bad it was for like a good four or five days after. You got annoyed with me because I kept bringing up how awful this movie is. The, the memes were so great online. Like the like like just like advertisements of Morbius on a bench and like what if we kissed on the Morbius bench? But, but you know what stuff. makes me mad? Morbius is going to make ten times the amount of money as everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> oh yeah. Or after Yang or any of these amazing films. And Morbius is going to make more money. Yeah, Morbius has made 156 million. Oh my god, and we contributed to that. <laughs> they just print money. It, we have to. People have to stop seeing these garbage yeah. films. Well, I, I like to see everything. So well, we know. do because we talk about them. But like, yeah, so many people went to see that, and like, like you had everything everywhere all, out, uh, all at once out, and you had Morbius, and people went, you know, I'm going to choose. <laughs> I'm going to pick Morbius. I That's even, the one. I don't even know how you do that. Seeing the trailers from Morbius, like yeah, the trailers are like one star. Let trailers. me let me go catch Morbius. I, I think maybe some people went and saw it because they thought that maybe Venom was going to be in it because it's in the Venom Spider-Man universe. How do they fuck up that movie so bad? I don't know if I'm. Should I swear? Ah, uh, we we do sometimes. It's okay. Anyway, how do you how do you make like you were even saying Venom's bad, but in like a good it's bad so way? So fun though. Venom's Venom. The, those two Venom movies are two of my favorite bad movies that I've ever seen. Like they're like they're like blood sport level fun bad. Like Yeah. Whereas in this movie's just nothing is fun about it. No. The jokes aren't funny. Even I can't remember if there were jokes, but I think they tried. That Well, that's the problem with this movie is that the Venom movies, you know, they no one's taking themselves seriously in the Venom movies, right? It's very Or if you hire so Jared Leto, who pretends to be Freaking, uh, I know he's going for it like he did in Dallas Buyers Club in this movie, but it's freaking Morbius. Stop, like, dude. Like, you're just annoying everybody with your stupid overacting, stupid method acting you're, in a dumb movie with a dumb script. It just compounds how bad it is. This, and I feel bad because I've, I've heard the director speak about the movie, and he seems like a nice guy, right? But he just made a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's even bad. This movie would even be bad in the 90s. Yeah. There were some awful action movies in the nineties. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. So you you said you mentioned after Yang. Uh, that's we went and saw this one at TIFF. Um, you know, it it only played at select movie theaters, so not a lot of people have caught this one. I think that maybe it'll get a decent life uh, of people going, hey, like. I checked out this movie after Yang and maybe recommending it to people if, you know, when it hits, uh, I don't know, maybe Netflix, if Netflix ever survives. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine. Or, you know. I think another, it's so funny that people do another say stuff like that. Service. Like a streaming service that has like the well, most numbers by like double anyone else. On top of that, they have some of the best properties like Stranger Things coming out with a new season two, well, two seasons coming up. Well, people, one season split. People into two. probably thought that Blockbuster was never going to die, but they just Netflix had they just had a it. massive hit with Squid Games literally half a year ago. That's um, true. They did. They're not going away. That. They'll lose. Actually, if I was a betting man, and this is not a stock, um, I'm not saying buy the stock, <laughs> but if I was a betting <laughs> no man, no stock tips on Carl and Gabe go to the movies. I would totally buy Netflix stock right now. It's probably a good buy. Um, they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. They'll be fine. And as soon as everything settles down, um, they'll be fine. I, I think it's so funny when people just say, like, Netflix is over because they lost 200,000 subscribers. They have, like, 8 billion. <laughs> they'll be freaking fine. 
If if Bell and Rogers can somehow manage to stay on air, <laughs> then I'm pretty sure Netflix will be fine. Anyway, speaking of Bell, we saw this movie at the Bell Live Box Theater after Should Yang. Should I not talk bad about Bell because you work <laughs> for them? <laughs> Bell Light Box Theater. Check it out. Um, I'll read the synopsis of After Yang. When his young corporate chill gave. <laughs> I'm just not trying to get fired for a podcast that has 45 listeners. This is our best. future game. <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything bad about Bell. I'm just saying if if leg- legacy media companies who offer cable satellite service mm. can can sell millions of subscribers and stay afloat, I'm pretty sure Netflix will be fine. Is all my point is. Right. Well, we'll we'll see. Um so the synopsis for After Yang, if you're done talking about uh, Netflix. Never. <laughs> when his young daughter's beloved companion, an android named Yang, malfunctions, Jake searches for a way to repair it. In the process, Jake discovers the life that has been passing in front of him as he reconnects with his wife and daughter. Uh, one more point about Netflix. <laughs> I just want to get this out. How oh, you're long? actually serious. Yeah, I thought you I'm were joking. Serious. No, I'm actually serious. How how long have they been predicting the demise of Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever? As soon as a new most, most social media site comes out, they go, oh, this is the end of Facebook. And then Facebook stock still goes up $100. This is the same with Netflix. People just need to calm down. Yeah. Well, anyway, eventually, eventually every company eventually meets its, you know, people just slow, love the shock, slow downfall or people demise. just, people just love the shock value of like a big company like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like it's shocking. Like, whoa, they lost 200,000 subscribers. That sounds like a big number. That's, that's like new market and Vaughn combined. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, it's fine. And most of that was because of Russia. I believe that they closed down their service in Russia. I, I don't know, dude. I'm into this conversation. I like this. This is fun. Anyways, after Yang, because I just want to talk about after Yang. <laughs> we'll, after Yang, we'll talk about Netflix. Oh my god, no, please. Uh, so this is the second feature film by Koganada. Uh, his first was Columbus, which I don't believe he's, he's like Cher. Eh? I don't, <laughs> he just has Koganada. He, he just goes by one name. Yeah, yeah. it looks like it. Um, That's weird. I'd say this is probably the most beautiful sci-fi movie. I've seen in a while in terms of how it's shot. I really thought it was really beautifully composed. I really, really dug the when when they went through Yang's memories. Um, really, really beautiful. The like the like Instagram story length clips of just his memories, and they're all such wonderful, simple memories. Right, the the simplicity is what makes it so beautiful. It's just him remembering little snippets of you know. Mm-hmm. the girl smiling at him or you know just someone calling him into the room and being like hey yang how's it going like just like i like the ones with all the when he, he was staring at like the way light reflects off stuff yeah like off the leaves or off the wall from a window or through the through the glass or something that was really mm-hmm. um it was beautiful and like a way it makes you think of like what makes humans remember stuff mm-hmm. and like it's interesting concept of like w- would an android develop that like like what would an android save of mem- save as a memory it's a really interesting topic yeah like, so we should mention that that the plot the plot device is that yang can only save seven seconds of memory per day right everything else has to be purged in terms of i don't know like visual a visual recording right he can only 
record seven seconds of video per day. And so that's why, he, you know. It's just like little, little tidbits, snippets, but it's like yeah. what he chose to record for that day was mm-hmm. it's an interesting. And like, the he's obviously in love with that girl, which is kind of really cute. Yeah. And yeah, it was really beautiful. Um, It's like, I, I was really happy when, because originally I didn't even know if I wanted to see it. I was like, whatever. Like, I didn't really hear much about it. Mm-hmm. It was no... But I'm really happy we did. It was a really subtle. I also like it. I love when sci-fi movies that are set in the future create like a world that is real, re- really realistic. Like yeah. Blade Runner, for example. I love Blade Runner, but the world's not realistic. Maybe in like a thousand years, you know, like two thousand years, it's it's so far away, it's unimaginable mm-hmm. what the world will look like. But like, you know, whatever, hundred fifty years from now, we're not going to look like Blade Runner. Right, and this movie does like a really good job of like visualizing what could we look like in fifty, sixty. Like it doesn't tell you a date, but it's yeah. like you know it's like fifty, sixty years in the future or something. It does a really good job of like creating a world that's believable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's definitely not over the top at all. Um, and it's you know it, it reminds me a lot of the films of Andrei Tarkovsky, the uh, Russian filmmaker. I think I said on a previous podcast that. You know, one day I'm going to sit down and watch the movies of Tarkovsky. I have done that since I mentioned that on the <laughs> podcast. I've watched about five of them, and it reminds me a lot of his movies in the way they, you know, they're subtle, emotional. Um, this movie especially reminds me of Mirror, which is about a movie about memories. Um, it's that one's actually not really a sci-fi movie, but it's it's this movie's definitely very heavily influenced by his movies, the kind of more measured take on sci-fi, right? I also appreciated that this movie didn't go into like a, a lot of movies about artificial intelligence and androids and robots go into this like creepy, creepy direction. Right. This one did wasn't at all. It, it was really well done. Like this movie fakes you out too. You think it's about to go. You think it's about to become a commentary on like yeah. modern surveillance and how we are yeah, watched yeah. and followed everywhere. And then it ends up just becoming a thing where it's like Yang just loved us. <laughs> yeah. Yang so was just loved people and. He was more human than anyone thought. Well, there's a great line in this movie where... Oh, and, and the other thing, sorry, just to add. Uh-huh. Yang was also deeper and more... Had more stuff about him that humans would have never even thought to ask or learn. Yeah. And that's what I thought was such a well... Like, as you go deeper into his memory, you find more stuff and more experiences and more life. Oh, it's so tragic. <laughs> it's... His backstory be- before he came to this family is yeah, because they bought him used, which is the whole. That was so funny, heart wrenching. That was so funny. The uh, it's like it's like Toy Story or something, where it's like the like when they flash back to their memories of when they were loved by, by another child. Children, it's yeah. like, oh my heart. But I thought it was really funny that the characters bought him like at a used robot store. I just thought it was like he, we saved money. It was such a funny like that's like exactly. Sure, what and they kept happen. on saying he was certified refurbished. Or it's like how you buy a laptop today. Yeah. It's like this was certified certified, refurb- certified refurbished. It's you, fine. You don't ask any questions. You're like it was new from Apple. I guess. Oh, when they I visit the uh, when they visit the store, the official like repair store. Yeah, they're like we can't repair this for you, sir, because it falls. <laughs> it was so. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, like that's what I mean when like it was like they built a realistic world mm-hmm. around. Because, like, I don't think the future with Androids would be so creepy, like, weird. It'd be like... Right. It's not like iRobot or something no. like that. And they just, or Minority Report. Yeah. So and, and Yang was a really... He wasn't like... There was no... um, What is that called when something looks like human, but it isn't? The Uncanny Valley? Yeah. 
because they kept because Zang was just a guy like an actor. Yeah. yeah. It didn't it didn't get into the uncanny valley, which was nice. Because he I hate that in the movies when like unless it's supposed to be creepy. Right. And then they don't think it's like AI, the uh, Steven Spielberg movie. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. some like uncanny valley shit going right. on in that movie. Whereas in this movie does a really good job. You know what? I actually didn't ask you about. Mm-hmm. Did you get the clone? Why did he hate clones? I not quite I was kind sure of a, about like that. Like an underhanded political thing going on in yeah, that world that yeah. like, we don't understand. Yeah, so Colin, so the Colin Farrell's uh, the main character of this movie besides uh, Yang. The I guess yeah, I'd say Colin Farrell's the main. I would character say he's the movie. main character. Yeah, yeah, and so he, Yang is his android, um, but his neighbor uh, has clones for daughters, and Colin Farrell is. Uh, uncomfortable with clones. He's fine with android people. Not clones. But not clones. I wonder if it was something like the daughter died and then the father cloned. I imagine that that's what it was. Or his wife died and he got his wife cloned. Well, Yang's girlfriend was a clone. Yeah, yeah. But a clone, was she a clone of? We don't know anything about her family, I don't think, do we? Well, we know that she's related to the first family Yang was with. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. We find oh, out about that. Yeah, who's yeah. she a clone of? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know. Was they it, didn't really talk was about it that. The, well, she looked all like the girl in the original. Yeah, what? She was the granddaughter of the girl who yeah. Yang was first in love with, or something. Yeah, that's just an interesting concept. The whole movie's an interesting concept. Yeah, it really is. It's <laughs> it's uh, that's what even though it is. Uh, nothing at all like Children of Men. It just reminded me of it because it's just a really freaking good sci-fi concept right where it, it just really pulls you in you're like this is a a great concept to plant your story around right and branch out in in the different thought directions that, mm-hmm. that it leads you in yeah it's probably one of my favorite of the year um really should be got like if you if anyone wants to see it or wants to see something that's going to be really unique and interesting mm-hmm. and beautifully shot this is a really good choice. I think the only thing I would say that I didn't like was it was a little depressing. Like there wasn't... <laughs> I love that in a movie. I love a depressing movie. <laughs> Me too. But I wanted there I wanted there to be a little bit more levity occasionally. I felt like it, Colin Farrell's character was just sad all the time. There wasn't right. really any moment. It feels like he's on the brink of divorce at all yeah, times. Yeah, and like he's, 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 he's subtly depressed. And yeah. there's no moment of like levity where he like... The family laughs together and has it. Well, they have a they they participate in a dance competition. At the beginning. That was funny. <laughs> that was so, really interesting. So funny. That that sucked me in right away. Yeah. I was like, I was sitting there. I'm like, what is this movie gonna be? Because me, I didn't. I went completely blind. Really not. I yeah. knew it was sci-fi, but I didn't know. I didn't even know that it was sci-fi. I just I just like saw the poster for it. Saw it was well rated, and I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> well, yeah, and. So the dance number at the beginning just takes you right so in, funny. and it's it's really well done. It was, it's like a game. It's like a public participation game show, like um, H. What was it called? HQ or whatever. Oh the, yeah, the game that one that yeah. was really popular a couple of years ago. But it's a it's a dance competition, and if you don't hit the dance moves, you get eliminated. You get el- your family gets eliminated. That's where Yang freezes, and he keeps dancing even though the family's eliminated. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. He just he just keeps dancing, and they're like Yang. Yang, stop dancing. We're eliminated. Yang. And then he just cuts to Yang is dead the next morning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's actually really funny because so the robot, so Yang isn't like someone they bought to. I was a little confused because I thought maybe both their kids would have been androids or something. Right. Like originally, but then it just turns out. So they have, an, they adopted an Asian daughter. Yeah. 
uh, Colin Farrow. Yeah, she's Chinese, I believe. Yeah, she's Chinese, I think. And uh, so they wanted to have someone there that she could connect to with her culture. Yeah. And so they, so they, so they, actually, they have a robot series of robots that are like designed to, to like culturally connect with your children or yeah. like ad- I guess adopted children or whatever it is. So Yang is one of those robots. Yeah. He's this particular model. That's not so, and that's cool. That's what's cool because Yang's not. They don't see originally. In, they don't see Yang as someone with depth because mm-hmm. he's there just for their daughter. But yeah. the daughter knows Yang so much more. He's basically there as a babysitter. Yeah, and to like talk about like facts about China, like hey, that tree is a Chinese tree. Or yeah, that oh cool, look, it's Chinese New Year's, you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out like that's what I find was really once they realize how deep yang's personality goes and i think it was just well yeah they've been realizing that they've been overlooking him this whole time they he had a girlfriend for years and they didn't even realize it no yeah 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 it's beautiful beautiful movie yeah and it's it's also you know themes of you know um how we often don't appreciate someone until they're gone right you know you're you know you're at someone's funeral and you you learn all these things that you didn't you know ask them when they were alive and you regret maybe not knowing that facet of the person right that's this movie touches on a lot of that that theme yeah it, these are kind of like come on come on or this movie are the kind of movies that make when i leave the theater it makes me think about like life mm-hmm. and like it's like true it's like if you if you have grandparents for example and you how 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 many people know about their grandparents lives when they're twenties and their struggles and what they went through and yeah. their jobs and their careers and all these, all this wealth of knowledge those people have and mm-hmm. experiences. And we just don't dive in and learn. And it yeah. makes you kind of wonder like, maybe we should connect with each other before it's too late, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. If only, if only our grandparents were androids, we could just <laughs> watch their <laughs> memories. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> visually so I don't have to hear him talk <laughs> just seven second clips grandma please <laughs> grandma please stick to seven seconds <laughs> tell me about your life in seven seconds second <laughs> segment increments I need this in Instagram story format grandma grandma uh, do you want any part of my life or not <laughs> so what did you give this movie out of five I think I gave it four and a half I also gave it four and a half we should agree too much. I, I know. You. I'm sorry, I you but so I much. just love. Stop this. agreeing with me. I just loved this movie. I think we have a very similar taste in film, generally. Right. Unless it's like weird experimental French films, and I'm just uh, like, love, I just leave the room when you're love, watching. Love me an experimental French film. So I, just, I, I just don't feel like reading subtitles all the time. <laughs> it's literally. A, I like. I don't. I don't mind reading subtitles, but it's just I'm not in the mood. <laughs> to read sometimes. it's funny there's some languages that i like i i've realized that french isn't hard for me to like some films it's harder to read the subtitles like german movies i find like i'll watch them but and uh, they're fine but i find it easier to read the subtitles in french movies because i do know minor amounts of french right so it's like even if i miss a word or two in i still pick up most of what the person said out loud right right? but i would i would be totally lost without subtitles but because i get like a little mix of both right it's fine but like german movies i'm like if i miss a subtitle i'm like hold on i have to go back i did i did not understand what that person was saying can i just say something you you, what's so funny is like when we talk about movies on podcast 
on the podcast, it's funny because we don't like we don't talk about movies at all. Like when the movie we go to the theater, like we could honestly go by ourselves instead of together all the time, because literally you say nothing, and I'll I'll try to be like, hey, what'd you think? You'll be like, it was good. Well, because I like to like consider it for a while first, you know. And then you try to, and then you, and then I'm like, so what are you gonna give it? You'll find out. I don't know. Yeah, because like I, I care. No, I don't really care. Because <laughs> I like to think about it for a while, you know. Sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, you know, like. No, you're oh, just on your phone immediately. For, for example, the other the day. The movie ends and you, you're on your phone and you basically fall down the stairs walking out of the theater because you're catching up all on your threads. Yeah, well, I got to text people back. I've been <laughs> in the movie theater for two hours and people have been texting me. Um, and then I, I feel like a taxi driver because it's silent in the car and you're just on your phone for like the whole trip home. well okay here's a good example so i watched ghost dog way of the samurai the other day right right like coming out of it you know i'm thinking like i'm gonna give that like three and a half stars probably but then the more i think about it and i realize like oh my god like it was it was saying this at this point right it's a commentary on this at this point and it's just like you start realizing the the depth of what the movie had to offer sometimes the more you think about it afterwards you know and i eventually end up giving it four stars instead, right? So that's why I don't you, like telling I, it, you the exact rating I'm going to give it when I'm leaving the theater because I don't necessarily know yet until I've had just, time to process it all. Maybe you're just more contemplative than I am because I, I, I'm I, more visceral. Like, I experience the movie and then I know immediately what I think. Right. Well, here's the I'm not th- like I'm not a contemplative... Like, I don't, I don't drive home and consider so the movie. I think some people think more... Um, like 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 they kind of think in like uh like english or whatever their language is in their head um and they kind of think in kind of a running narrative and i don't do that my thoughts are more abstract and hard to gather sometimes right so i i wouldn't be able to just write down exactly how i felt right away i i have to write erase write erase think think it over a bunch of times and try to gather my thoughts before I can process it and just throw my exact I guess that's opinion true. out there without me being like, oh, it was good. It was interesting. But like, even like for the podcast, for example, I don't I don't really need to prepare. Right. Because I already know what I think of the movie and my thoughts on the movie and all the... You're more of a take time, write down, consider your thoughts, consider... Yeah. I, we're just different that way. But anyway, we should do our new segment I came up with. It's Wait, my hold idea. on a second. We've oh. been talking about A24. I just want to quickly talk about three A24 movies that are coming up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Our new segment. Oh, our new se- what? Okay. Are you going to talk about an A24 movie right now? No. Okay, I just want to quickly mention three A24 movies that are coming up that I'm excited for. Uh, Men, which stars Jesse Buckley, uh, who is in The Lost Daughter, and I'm thinking of ending things in the last couple of years, directed by Alex Garland, who did... Uh, Ex Machina and Annihilation. Ooh, Ex Machina is really good. Those are Annihilation is really good too. Uh, you've seen Annihilation, right? Yeah, really, really. Those I think, are both, both. What was that about? Um, Natalie Portman goes into uh, a woods. It's kind of like trippy, and there's like aliens, and they're in like a quarantine zone. And oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, she's like yeah. mirror versions of herself and like yeah that was a weird stuff movie. like that yeah yeah I really like that movie but uh, and Ex Machina really good movie another good one um Mother the robot uh, what was it called Mother hmm? it was on Netflix um <laughs> um it was a robot that was like 
Raising a Child. Oh, Raised by Wolves? No, no, it's a movie. Oh. Maybe it's not called Mother. Anyway. There's a there are two movies called Mother. <laughs> um uh another one that I'm really excited for. We mentioned Jenny Slate earlier in the podcast. I'm really excited for this. Uh Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh my movie. god, yeah, I heard about that. Fantastic. Oh, I don't probably know if seen, I can watch that in the whole movie. You probably saw the YouTube shorts ten years ago or whatever, written by Jenny Slate and her then husband, now ex husband. They wrote this movie together too. Um, I'm really excited for that. Uh even though, yeah, I don't know. Marcel not a character that when you watch the shorts, you go, yeah, I want a full hour be a and 20 minutes of this. Yeah, Mar- but she's so, the, the shell is so cute. It's though. so cute and funny. I don't know how you make a movie. I'm really excited for that. I love Jenny we, Slate so much. Oh, when you, what movie we didn't talk about yet is um, The Unbearable. Uh, oh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> yeah. We should talk about that one. We should up. talk about that. We'll talk about that and The Northman and something else probably soon. What else, what what movies coming up really soon that are you excited for? Hold on, this is another one I'm really excited for coming out in August. Bodies, 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 which is another A24 film starring uh, Maria Bakalova, who was awesome in Borat too. Oh uh, yeah, she's Borat's getting some, uh, yeah. some parts. Uh, Amanda Stenberg from The Hate You Give and Rachel Sennett from Shiva Baby or Shiva Baby. I oh, and Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, yeah, it's a it's a great funny cast full of funny people, and it's a horror movie as you can probably tell from the title. Uh, it's um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, that look, yeah, that looks it's gonna be really good. Yeah, I but think there's the a new, poster's really cool. There's a new trailer for it dropping tomorrow. This is not a safe space. Bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Okay, so you hinted at it. Uh, well, that's part of our new segment, really. Yeah, part of our new segment. But so we want to talk about. Let's get away from A twenty four now. Is just movies to in close out the podcast. Uh, what's a movie that you're excited for, or a movie that you saw recently that you're excited about? Well, a movie that I literally just clicked on that sounds like it might be exciting. It's called The Man from The Man from Toronto. And oh, it's Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah. What's this? I haven't heard of this. Yeah, I just literally clicked on it. Tell me about it. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> there's no, there's no subscri- There's no description. Uh, the there. plot flow. The plot plot follows a New York City screw up named Teddy who is mistaken for the man from Toronto when the two wind up in the same Airbnb. Antics ensue. Oh, it's Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, so it's gonna be a comedy. Okay. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw the man from Toronto. It was a weird kind of like what? And Woody Harrelson in the uh, cowboy outfit. I'll go see that just because it has Toronto in the title. And Woody Harrelson, who is freaking yeah, he's amazing, hilarious, um, always good. Obviously, Thor. Uh, Love and Thunder. I think oh, is it directed yeah. by uh, Taika. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Did you see? Uh, sorry to get just get slightly off topic. Did you see Taika's Instagram stories yesterday? No, it was him and his daughters just going to various New Zealand tourist traps and him pretending to be like like a like a YouTube travel vlogger, oh, no. just being like, ah, like the video. <laughs> Please like and subscribe, <laughs> everyone. Please like down below. Not seriously, not enough of you are liking this right now. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, him like look look there's another hobbit hole look look hobbit hole over there oh another hobbit hole <laughs> <laughs> um bill will baggins ate here <laughs> um i'm excited for the elvis movie yeah and I, and what's funny is i think it's gonna be a huge hit so yeah we talked about this i when i went and saw um i forget what movie it was i went and saw it without you something i think that you had already saw or maybe weren't interested in seeing um and 
I was in the theater by myself, but it was a pretty packed theater. And the Elvis trailer. So played. you weren't in the movie theater by yourself. No, 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 no. I was in the movie I theater was in by the myself movie. when I saw Fathers too. I I was in the movie. I was in the movie theater without you seeing something, and but yeah, the Elvis trailer played, and there was like audible murmuring, like people being, yeah. like, "Oh, that looks good." Trailer yeah. was really good. Excited about that, yeah, yeah. I mean, Elvis Presley's a big, big celebrity still. You know, he's he's. I know that's the thing. I would have thought, you know, he's the king. Maybe I didn't grab the temperature correctly on Elvis, but if you, yeah, but Elvis is. If you had told me, like, like, are people going to come out to the theater to see a movie about Elvis? I would have been like, I don't know if there's really enough of an Elvis hive out there to, like, you know, make know, that man. movie do business. But it seems like people, you know, the murmuring every time I've been to the theater yeah. in that trailer place. The trailer's good though. It's a really good trailer. Like yeah. the music and the. I mean, it looks fun. I it love like some Bosworth and Tom Hanks. Man. Right. Yeah, so. that's true. Tom Hanks is a big, big draw. And, and then, uh, I mean, yeah, that's what Boz does. Well, I mean, he's got a very, uh, you know, his visual style is very uh, unique, right? He, it's, it looks kind of fake, staged, um, in a very like glitzy way, right? Yeah. Um, we're we're gonna talk about Wes Anderson soon. We've teased it a couple times on the podcast. His movies look very staged and like a very. Uh, Real world late, right? Right, but um, Boz's oh, movies yeah, are he, very glitzy and like well, the Great Gatsby is it's one like of my that favorite too. films. Yeah. I, it's funny because I don't, I don't know why, but the Great Gatsby spoke to me like <laughs> his version of it, and the, he's really good at using music in his movies. Mm. Um, so I'm excited for that. Just the trailer alone, the, the use of uh, Elvis music was really well. Yeah, and the actor they chose to play Elvis. I mean, he's doing a fantastic yeah. Elvis impression. Oh my god. I'm not he's, sure who that he's is. He's going to get... He, the Academy loves to nominate someone who does a really good impression of a famous Austin celebrity. Austin Butler, right? Eh? Yeah. Has he, he been anything? I, I, I don't I don't recognize him, but he's, sure. they've also made him look dead on like so Elvis, So Zoe 101. Okay, well. Oh, yeah. There he goes. <laughs> wow. Really? Zoe so 101? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, don't recognize him, though. He... Yeah. Handsome guy, though, obviously. Yeah. He, he, it's, oh, he's the blonde guy. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, he was really good. He looks really good in the trailers. Yeah, uh, as Elvis. Should, should be it looks like one. an exciting film. And obviously, um, Top Gun Maverick. I mean, about goddamn finally, time. finally, we're gonna have to go find a, a IMAX theater to go catch that in because I'm not seeing that in you know a standard theater. I need that in the biggest version possible that I can get it in. Um, so a movie that I'm really excited for, uh, Greta Gerwig's. Barbie. I'm really excited oh, for this yeah. movie. They just announced that they've cast Emma Mackey from Death on the Nile, Sex Education, to star alongside Margot Robbie, which is amazing. People have been comparing how similar those two look to each other for years, so it's fantastic. I imagine they're both going to be playing yeah, different in, versions um, of Barbie. She's in uh, that Netflix show, uh, Sex Education. Yeah, I just She's said really that. good in that. Yeah. Sorry, you did say that. I, I was yawning that. at that moment. <laughs> it's late. It's it's past midnight, and I'm tired. But um, and it's so it's this movie is also. I mean, Greta's movies have been amazing so far. The two that she's directed, Lady Bird, which we mentioned earlier, yeah, and uh, Little Women, which I love. That one of the, a fantastic adaptation of that book. Um, this movie is co-written by her and her partner Noah Baumbach. They previously co-wrote Francis Ha, which is one of my all-time favorite movies, top 20 movie for me, probably, or maybe top 30, I don't know, somewhere in there. And also Mistress America, which is also a great movie. 
uh, in Bombax's filmography. So I'm really excited for this one. Um, there's one that I'm kind of excited for because I love biopics, movies about mm-hmm. people like Elvis. Um, Dennis Quaid's uh, Reagan. Oh, that's gonna be very interesting. Interesting. I'm curious. Another Reagan movie. Well, and this like, and a, it sounds like it'll be a good like, um, an interest like like a good break like a good biopic about. Has Dennis Quaid played another president before this too? Like, did I he play know. like Nixon or someone? I feel like he. I feel like he's already played a president in the past. Yeah, I, that one looks. Oh, and Nope. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm you know. I'm really excited for Nope, but I'm getting kind of sick of the trailer. Like, I've seen it about 20 yeah. times now. <laughs> oh. And I'm going to need them to drop, like, a second trailer for Nope just so that I don't get tired of it. I mean, it's partially our fault, too, for going to the movie theater. So a much, movie but. you won't go see is coming going to come out in uh, 2023. Uh, it's by uh, James Wan, so it's obviously going to be a horror film. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Megan. And, I mean, the Megan? poster poster immediately, it looks kind of like a Chucky Oh, yeah, that looks creepy as all hell. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun to go see, I think. Not for you, though. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. There's like there's a lot of horror movies that I like. Um, but uh, yeah. You like more non-traditional jumps. You don't like right. jump scare horror movies. Yes. I love I love the, the Eggers, Aster type of horror movies. Love those. Are you excited for uh, Avatar 2? No. Yeah. But I'll see it. Fair enough. But and I'm not excited. I, I really feel like, like I, they're gonna spend how much? How much money is the budget for Avatar two gonna be? Like? I don't know. Like it's probably gonna be the most expensive movie ever made, and I don't know if people are gonna see it. They really missed their chance to capitalize on the like Avatar was an extreme. I mean, the most popular movie of all time yeah. until Avengers Endgame came out. Um, and they uh, James Cameron really missed his opportunity by of cashing in on that. Maybe people are going to show up in droves to see it, but I really, really doubt it. I saw a trailer for a movie. It's coming out. Um, it's called Don't Worry, Don't Worry, Darling. Have you heard of this one? <gasps> yes, it's so a new Olivia Wilde movie. Yeah. yeah it I looks mean, really good. I mean, you know how much I love Booksmart. I'm going to catch that right away. I think Olivia Wilde's one of the most talented new filmmakers in yeah. the last few years. So, And there's an Untitled Mario film coming Is out. Is that the one with Chris Pratt? I don't. I guess so. I don't know anything about this. I just saw it now. Yeah, I think that's the one with Chris Pratt. I just hope it doesn't turn out like the original Mario film. It's probably gonna be really bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sonic is okay. I haven't. We yeah. I haven't seen Sonic two yet. No, Sonic we have to was, see that at some point. And then mm. there's um a movie coming out with uh, Owen Wilson called Secret Headquarters. I'm not sure. It looks kind of the the poster <laughs> looks kind of interesting. There's a lot coming out. Yeah, there's there's always yeah. something coming. Out. Oh, and the Bob's Burgers movie. I love Bob. <laughs> I love. Bob's I Burgers you know movie. I need to watch more of that show before that movie comes out. I, I I've only seen like the first few seasons of Bob Burgers. I haven't uh, I haven't caught up on the last few years of Bob's Burgers. Oh, and the new Jurassic World. Uh, eh. Might be kind of fun. Eh. Oh, Doctor Strange. Another one. I'm Doctor kind of excited. Strange I like the original Doctor Strange. So yeah, I'm not a fan of Doctor Strange. I know I just so shit I'm not, on. Um, I'm not too Marvel hyped. movies like. 50 minutes ago, to 50, you know, whatever. But I am kind of excited for Thor and Doctor Strange. I like the movies. I, oh. I always like to say I do enjoy Marvel movies. I just <laughs> I just want other movies to get some <laughs> yeah, FaceTime. Get some love, yeah. yeah. All right. I feel like that's enough listing movies. <laughs> oh, and the new Buzz Lightyear movie. That's going to be fun. I, I, I'll see it, but, you know. Yeah. Whatever. 
We gotta go. I got actually. I forgot we were doing this segment. I actually got to look like go in depth because I'm reading off of. Because now I'm like looking. You're I'm just like oh, looking yeah. through IMDb and listing upcoming movies. Like, no, just movies that oh, are catching my eye. Oh, how about Mad Max Furiosa? <laughs> I'm really excited for that one. Actually, that, that will probably be good. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back. We love soon. all 33 of you. 33 we'll, of you. We'll try. <laughs> We'll try to be back sooner than a month from now with the next podcast. Um, That's kind of my fault. I've been really lazy. We, yeah, we'll we'll be back soon. We definitely want to talk about the Northman. That that movie was really awesome. We enjoyed it a lot. Maybe we could even just talk about the three movies of uh, of uh, Robert Eggers so far. Yeah, maybe we should do I that. Think we're oh, we can have Trevor on for that. Sure, yeah. Because he, he loves... He's a big fan. Yeah, of, he's a huge fan. Yeah. He's, he's a, seeing Northman. I think he's he saw it today. Head. Yeah. yeah. Eggers head. Yeah, everybody is. He's a great director. Um, mm. But he's seeing it tonight, I believe. He oh, saw great. it tonight. So Awesome. Yeah, let's have him. Let's do that. That'll be fun. Okay, cool. We'll do that. And then... Trevor we'll, will be fun. And we'll also, as we've teased previously, we'll be doing our Wes with Anderson Hannah. podcast with Hannah soon. Too. Hannah will be... Yeah, she's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. Me, Both me and Hannah have gone oh. in depth... Uh, you got to go ham on that for like two seconds. What? Play your favorites that you recorded. We haven't used it. You don't use it. Oh, my favorite sound drops? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything. Show, up, show them off. What? Uh, Whoa. I don't play defense. That's Bill Murray in Space Jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we used Charlie Day one today from It's Always Sunny, so that was a yeah. highlight. Yeah. That was a highlight for me. I don't know. Well, like, uh, yeah, anyway, people don't want to hear sound drops. Yeah, they do. People love sound drops. <laughs> you don't understand people. <laughs> there you go anyway we should look we should go anyway that's enough Awkward. for today thanks okay. thanks for listening everyone and we'll catch you again soon catch you on the flip side <laughs> what movie is that from where he, he like he, he tries to give the guy the guy a nickname oh um i love you man remember he's so awkward when he's leaving he's like catch you on the flip side and then like it's an awkward never mind <laughs>